This is Creating Consciousness, a podcast reflecting back to you the energies of your subconscious through tarot, channeling, and spiritual guidance. I'm Rebecca Weirman, intuitive, spiritual coach, and energy worker. You found this podcast because it's the next step in your healing journey. Together, we will explore the depths of your subconscious to awaken and welcome this consciousness. Hello, Conscious Creators. Welcome back to Creating Consciousness. Two weeks ago, I released an episode called Your Triggers Are Your Teachers. That was part one. And this week, we are back with part two. In part one, we discussed what triggers are and how they can show up, how you are in control of every reaction you've ever had, even when you feel like you're losing control. It's a really interesting and short episode that is full of so much valuable information. So if you haven't listened to it yet, I definitely recommend going back to tune into it. Today's episode, however, is definitely more focused on how you can begin to navigate and heal from your triggers. It's still going to be a short episode, but it's going to be full of useful information to help you tackle your triggers. But before we get into it, I want to remind you that the very last day to get a free mini oracle card reading from me is September 30th. So all you have to do to claim this free reading is send me a screenshot of your rating and review for this podcast on Instagram at this consciousness, and I will then ask for your consent to read for you and I'll pull a few cards and voice note your message to you. It's simple. September 30th, last day. Send me those screenshots of your rating and review, and if you miss the deadline, I'm sorry, but I won't be offering this freebie again, so be sure to send it over so that way you can get your card reading. That's free, just to remind you. Secondly, the waitlist for my four-part live virtual course, Tarot for the Shadow, is filling up. This is a live virtual course where we will dive into the foundations and principles of shadow work while using the tarot as our guide, almost like a teacher. This course is a merging of the human and metaphysical, science and spirituality, light and dark, and a safe space to begin diving deep into your subconscious and unconscious conditionings. What I love about this course is that you can be completely new to tarot. I'm talking never touched a deck before, new. Or you could be a professional tarot reader and still take something away from this course, whether it's for your own personal practice or professional practice. The tarot is how I started my journey, and the tarot is such an incredible archetypal tool that aids in healing but so many of us don't view it that way. So many of us see the tarot and we think of like the Hollywood depiction of the fortune teller who may or may not be a scam artist, but is definitely holed up in some spooky looking building to create this certain allure, 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 allure. Can I speak? (laughs) Mm, Okay. But that's not what tarot is. 
That is actually so far from the truth. The tarot is a conscious reflection of what is beneath the surface, what is hiding in the darkness. And in order for you to access your light, you need to face this darkness. And tarot is just another tool to help you do it. If you're interested in learning more about this course and when you can sign up, head to the link in the show notes that says tarot for the shadow. Or if you follow me on Instagram at this consciousness, you can click the link in my bio as well. And here's a little secret for you. If or when you sign up for the waitlist, you will get a discount code for the course as well as a plethora of free course bonuses. And the only way to get the discount and the bonuses is by signing up for the waitlist. And with that, let's get in. To the episode. Let's recap from last week's episode. I've said it before and I will say it again. Your triggers are your teachers. Your triggers direct you to the parts of yourself that require deeper healing. So often when our emotions are heightened, we feel as if we are not in control. Sometimes we go into these spirals that just throw us off track, but that's okay. Your awareness of this, of your trigger, is the first step in overcoming it. What you may not realize is that you are in control of your emotions and feelings. Sometimes it's just as simple as making a choice. Now I know that's a lot easier said than done. I mean, in essence, it does sound easy. But in the heat of the moment, when we are triggered beyond belief, it's not easy. But by taking the time to make a conscious decision to understand what your triggers are teaching you, you take back your power. You reclaim your power and up level. So in other words, you grow, you expand. I have had so many instances in my life where I have been so triggered and then a few hours later, I find myself sitting in an endless pit of despair, guilt, and shame because I didn't like how I reacted to something in the moment. But there was lessons for me to learn in this. And one of those lessons was grace. Having grace for yourself is foundational in any spiritual or healing work. Without grace, you beat yourself up. Your healing can become abusive and toxic because you're constantly getting down on yourself. And healing shouldn't be that way. Having grace for yourself grounds you. It reminds you that you are an imperfect, squishy, flawed human being. Having grace for yourself is taking ownership, acknowledging, oh shit, I fucked up. But then being able to rise above it and affirm to yourself that you will do better next time. I mean, how many times have you avoided giving yourself grace and then you see your day completely ruined? Yeah, me too. Shit happens. So when facing your triggers, start with grace. Be willing to admit your faults. It makes you stronger. But don't dwell on them for too long. You're human and you're healing. One thing that I want to note is that your subconscious and unconscious trauma 
will always resurface as a reaction in the present moment rather than a memory. We might not clearly see or remember what happened in the past that was traumatic, but our body and brain hold on to the emotional and energetic imprint of the trauma. So remember, you are not your thoughts and you are not your feelings. Give yourself grace and be a compassionate observer of the self. Now, if grace is foundational, we have to acknowledge and understand that there are other steps, and that is showing up to do the work. And I know there are some people who are listening right now who are telling themselves that they can't do it, that they can't do the work because they have so much going on. They don't have time. Yeah, me too, but I'm still showing up and doing it. And I want to add that like, I'm not saying that from a holier than thou perspective. It's more so like, yeah, I'm, I'm busy as well. I, I have a lot of things going on in my life, but I'm still making the time to do the work. And I'm serious. If you're saying that you don't have time or you can't do it, I want you to answer that question. Why can't you do it? Like, take the time to write it out. This is what I had to do because I was one of those people that said I didn't have time. I literally wrote down every single thing I told myself about why I couldn't do this work, why I didn't have the time to heal. So I wrote down, I like Netflix. I like reading books. I like doing this. I like doing that. And I looked at this list and all I had written down was a whole bunch of excuses. So write down everything that comes to mind as to why you can't do the healing work. And then I want you to take a big red pen or a Sharpie or whatever. I'm like a, um, what's a, what's that pen called? I'm a G2 girl myself. I like those, that fine, fine tip. 0.38 is the um, best. Anyway, uh, okay, back to the point, Rebecca. I want you to take the pen to that paper and start crossing out every single thing on that list that is an excuse. I can almost guarantee that you will be left with not a single thing that isn't crossed out because you have the time. You can stop scrolling on Instagram. You can maybe skip a night of Netflix or hell, even just one show. Maybe instead of reading a chapter in your book, you take 15 minutes to show up for yourself and be there and support yourself. I'm a firm believer that what you tell yourself you can't do is actually what you are being called to do and work on next. If you are avoiding something, there is something that you need to face. So stop resisting, show up, and surrender. All you really need is 15 minutes each day to show up for yourself. It can be as simple as writing and journaling on what triggered you that day. Sort of like an evening reflection. Write down what happened. Explain it from your perspective. And then perhaps view it from another lens. Expand the consciousness beyond you. This can really help remove the people-pleasing, the shame, the guilt, perhaps even any embarrassment that is coming up surrounding the trigger. Just write it down. Ask yourself why you are feeling what you are feeling. 
where does this come from? When did I feel this emotion before? And then keep pulling on that thread. Okay, you felt it last week. Okay, you also felt it two months ago when this happened. Oh, but remember that time you were six years old and you felt that? Can't we go back further? Mm, Now I'm being taken to like this very vague memory that I can't really tell what it is, but my body is bringing me back to that place of that pain, that rejection. You see what I'm saying? Just keep pulling back. Even if you don't have a conscious memory, you are able to feel into it. This is shadow work, baby. And it's not something that has to take hours or something that you have to dedicate an entire morning routine to. You just need to get to the root. Sometimes you can do it in two minutes and sometimes it's going to take longer. Just allow yourself to feel into the emotions that come up. Feel it, observe it, and be present with it. Something that I am really guilty of when I am processing things is half-assing. What I mean by this is that I will experience a deep, deep emotion. Sadness, anger, whatever it may be. And I'll sit with it for like a really little bit and then I'll distract myself, whether that's going to get a snack or picking up my phone and calling a friend or going on social media. It's just, it's not good because all I'm doing is saying, okay, I see the emotion and I'll deal with it later. And here's the thing, later never comes. This is when it gets tucked away into a box and we leave it in our subconscious And then it gets buried deeper and deeper in there. And this is also when you just continue to go about your day and then feel shitty. That energy follows you until you don't feel it anymore because it's just like this constant state of being there. And then it's in your subconscious, maybe even the unconscious mind. This is also when you'll notice those ripple effects happening, like in part one of this series when I told the story about my raw silk pants and everything that came after that. Me getting my pants ruined wasn't really the issue either. It was my breaking point and it was me finally letting out every single feeling that I had pushed down, didn't want to admit or experience. That all came to the surface and exploded. Because our consciousness creates our reality, we have to make our emotions conscious. Again, sounds easier said than done, but it works. Once something is in your conscious awareness, it can become easier to process or deal with. It might seem scarier at first, in all honesty, but you do have the the space and the ability to process It allows you to see the root of the big T or little t trauma in a new way. And our consciousness allows us to reprogram what once lived in the unconscious and subconscious mind. But sometimes it's not easy at first because you may not remember it. And that's my case when I was starting. I didn't remember a lot of things about my childhood And just the more you do this work, the more you allow yourself to feel into some of these experiences, you're able to unlock some of those uh, repressed memories. 
And so it just comes with time. It is a practice. The same way that you try doing a psychic reading for the first time, it's not going to be perfect. The first time you do shadow work, it's not going to be perfect. So that's another opportunity to give yourself grace and just keep showing up, keep practicing. A reprogramming exercise that I find to be beneficial in my healing and in my work with my clients is that once you identify the root issue, the root cause of what that feeling is or where that experience is coming from, is to ask your younger self what they need to let go of this pain or this feeling. You are using your present pain to tap into the past pain to reprogram. You are jumping timelines and you are creating a massive shift in doing so. But it doesn't stop there. Integration is a big step. And the question that I always find myself asking when I'm integrating is what do I want to be true? I ask this question. I tune into myself, my highest self. And if you have trouble doing that, it's almost like asking an older, wiser, more evolved version of yourself for advice. You know, like WWJD, what would Jesus do? But it's more like, what would your highest self do? But hey, you are God, so what would Jesus do? (laughs) But then you take that advice and apply it. I even sometimes go to the lengths of surrounding myself with people and other tools that expand me. I embody my highest self even though I haven't fully met her yet. It's a beautiful practice and it's incredibly empowering because you are living as if. You're not waiting. You're not envisioning or new age manifesting. You are simply being. And to me, there's nothing more beautiful than that. It's that state of I am. No more, no less, just I am. We spoke a lot about shadow work in this episode, different ways to do it. But if you want to learn more information on shadow work, what it is and how to do it more in depth, then head back to episode 80, Awakening with Shadow Work. We go deep. And of course... There's also my tarot for the shadow class, which you can find a link in the show notes to sign up for the waitlist. The last thing I want to leave you with as you begin working through your triggers is to love yourself through the process. This includes creating boundaries, creating space for yourself to experience the highs and lows and meeting yourself where you're at. Do things for yourself that lift you up and make you happy. Play is a form of loving yourself, so go after it. Seek that. You don't want to get caught up in the shadow work loop, and what I mean by this is you don't want to constantly be affirming to yourself that something is wrong. When this happens, you just judge yourself, so try to keep that peace within. It always seems to come back to balance, and that's why in my work I really focus on a lot of shadow work, but that's perfectly balanced with activating the intuition and living your most intuitive life. You've got this. I've got this. But I know you've got this. And you know it too. Conscious creators, that is today's episode. 
but it has been a while since I've done a single card reading, so we're going to do one. And recently, I have really been using my postcards from the Liminal Space deck a lot because um, she's kind of bitchy, but I, I really don't use her with clients often, but recently, I have been using it in every client reading. Maybe that's just because I've been in a silly, goofy mood, but... uh. <laughs> Oh my God, Rebecca. <laughs> but I, I i mean, I guess it's just a silly, goofy mood. So here we are. I'm going to go ahead and shuffle. Mm, the card that just came out of the deck is so be it. Allow what is to be. Surrender into the experience you are having. You know, if you are wanting something, know that you can bring it through, know that you can manifest it, but also allow yourself to be present in the experience you are having right now in the moment. Sometimes when I think of so be it, the way the message comes through is like, um, you've sealed your fate, so be it. But it's actually like expressing gratitude for what is rather than what you can't control. So take some time today to tune into the things around you that are beyond your control. Perhaps there's a situation at work where you are really wanting to change the way someone behaves, but that is out of your control. You cannot change anyone else but yourself. So look to the areas of your life to understand what you are trying to control that you actually can't and accept it for what it is. Allow that to shift your perspective. It doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your boundaries or your values, but it's knowing that people can't always meet the expectations that you have. And spirit right now is like giving me this like tap on the back, like, Rebecca, you hear the message you're channeling? <laughs> like, listen, girl, listen. I love when that happens. I mean, this is a message for all of us as listeners as well within the consciousness of this podcast. So it does make sense. So tune into that exercise. And then I would say the affirmation for this week is so be it. Allow those to be the words that you say when something is beyond your control, when something doesn't go according to plan. So be it. Allow those words to fill you with peace every time you say them and be present in the experience. And hey, if it triggers you, go do some shadow work. I will be back next week with a new episode for you as we enter a Mercury retrograde. I have a really exciting episode coming for you and I cannot wait to share it. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can come back, get notified when that episode is live every Thursday, 5 a.m. Pacific time. Don't forget to send me screenshots of those rating and reviews to get your free mini reading and head to the show notes to get on the wait list for Tarot for the Shadow. And remember, you are loved, you are supported, you are divinely guided, and you are creating consciousness. I'll be back next week, Conscious Creators. Until then.